Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. We are excited to be shooting episode number 11. Yes, we're moving right along into the new year. I'll tell you what, just getting back into the routine, mm. it is like kicking me. <laughs> I have so it's much going hard. on. It's all good. It's all the things I've ever prayed for, but... Mm. Yeah, I feel like I came like to the church parking lot on two wheels, just kind of screeching in, trying to make it on time. And um, when I got my backpack out, I looked at my reflection in my window and I got scared. I was like, did I even look in the mirror this morning? And my hair's kind of frizzing out. And then I started like feeling my face. And I was like, do I have toothpaste like still on my lips? <laughs> oh, you got to love those kind of days. Yeah. But yeah, just living the best life and we don't even know it. But, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard, you know. We're we're in a different rhythm once again. Mm-hmm. There's a new rhythm. Lots of times we start new things uh, as a new year yeah. kind of rolls over, and so it's it's a totally different rhythm, and it takes a little bit to kind of get into that rhythm. Right. And uh, I've been feeling that for sure as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to add a couple of things uh, to a new year for me, both spiritually and then just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always hard to kind of get into a new rhythm. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been trying to read more and I'm like, oh, that plan sounds good. I think mm-hmm. I'll do this Bible mm-hmm. reading plan with this group. And I started this um, Bible journal journaling book and I love that. And then I started the chosen right. devotional oh, and so I'm good, studying though. for the podcast <laughs> and I'm studying for mm-hmm. our ladies Bible study. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sunday mornings. And then it's like, you know, three hours I can get up and it, I can read and mm. do all that for three hours and time flies. That's what happened this yeah. morning. I was like, ah, I'm supposed <laughs> to be at church. So I'm running around and yeah, I, I remember coming my hair, but I never looked back at the mirror to see. I never styled it. So yeah, I'm clean and I, my hair is brushed, but that's all you get today. <laughs> and that's enough. Yeah, that's I hope enough. so. We got clothes on. That's, that's a yes, big, big thing, right? Yes. I did brush my teeth, but I just don't know about the corners of my lips here. That's great. Yeah. I was looking at some of the national holidays and we're not going to necessarily cover one, but a lot of the national holidays have to do with kind of remembering at least some of the Mm -hmm. decisions we've made at the beginning of the year and continuing on with those decisions. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like two weeks in is probably the point where a lot of people really start struggling. Right. (laughs) With following through on the things and the commitments that they've tried to make. Yeah. And so a lot of the, the national holidays were always kind of looking back to the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Hey, remember what you said you wanted to do, the goals that you kind of set and make sure that you follow through. Yeah. Like eating, like I'm going to clean up my eating Mm -hmm. habits and I did great the first week of January. And then Monday I left here and I thought, I just want to bury my head in an extra cheese pizza, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but that's teaching me that when I get stressed, Mm -hmm. that I want to turn to food for comfort. And I'm like, Oh, just give me Jesus, not the pepperoni. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it starts hitting the second week of, the things that, you know, we were so gung-ho, mm-hmm. you know, January 2, yep. but, you know, a little past that, and it's like, help, this is hard. That's right. Well, we do have those comforts, yeah. those things that we nurture ourselves with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for a lot of people, it's food. And, you know, for others, it may be working out or it might be, you know, right. I mean, it can be all different kinds of things. Some, right. It might be reading, that that's what they do. They go to reading. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's hard. Um to, to truly rely on the one that we should be relying right. on uh, and not turn to these other things. Cause those other things aren't necessarily bad. Right. You know, they're great yep. things. Give me some pepperoni pizza. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
That's right. But uh, if we allow those to, to be the things that bring us nurture, then maybe we're missing it a little bit. Right. And that's why I'm trying to read so much. That's right. But yeah. But yeah, just keeping it real here. And absolutely. That's what this podcast is all about. That's we want right. to keep it real. And, and keeping it real, this podcast is probably going to be a little bit maybe all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> we were kind of having our conversations about this podcast and we're like, mm, are we going to be able to land it? Um, and so we're going to go and we're going to talk about what we feel like God has laid on our heart and we're going to try to land it at the end and um, just pray and hope. Um, that you'll be patient with us. Right. Speaking of landing, there's yes. so much noise here today. It sounded just like a truck landed in our parking it lot right outside did. the window a second ago. And it's been unreal. We've yeah. just been sitting here with our headphones on and I mean, you can just hear everything. And giggling. <laughs> and we're, we're like, I hope this doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, and you said, well, maybe we just don't notice it when we're talking so much, but um, that might be the case as well. Right. So, but we're really excited about today. And today is the second uh, week of Epiphany. We talked about Epiphany last week. And uh, so we're going to kind of continue on uh, with the mentality of Epiphany. And um, we're going to be reading uh, a couple of different passages today. And we're going to be talking about even a, a current event maybe um, as well. And like I said, we would just invite you to join us and to allow your mind to just to be free as we kind of journey through some of these passages. Uh, the first passage that we're going to actually be looking at is the gospel passage from the lectionary. And um, this is a, a really, really cool passage. We talked a little bit about it um, mm -hmm. kind of already. Um, and it, it's a little bit longer. Both of our passages are kind of longer, um, but we just ask that once again, you would stick with us. But the first passage comes from John 1, starting in verse 29. And it reads like this. The next day, as he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I am came baptizing with water for this reason that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and I testified that this is the chosen one. Now I'm going to stop right here because we're going to be reading another section here in a minute, but this is another, this is really where epiphany kind of comes mm -hmm. in. This is a new manifestation of Jesus. It's John declaring mm -hmm. Jesus is the chosen one. He is this Messiah. Um, and, and that's really where kind of the epiphany that we really start talking about last week begins to come into play, mm -hmm. that Jesus came for all and uh, is all, and, and he is mm -hmm. all to all people. And so uh, this really points to that, that John um, truly came to testify to Jesus and the epiphany essentially it is, and it kind of even goes back to this mentality of Samuel and David that mm -hmm. Samuel, as he was choosing this King, all the, the sons of Jesse come in and mm -hmm. none of them are, are right. Right. And right. then David comes in this shepherd boy who's not really great to look at mm -hmm. and all those things. And then Samuel has this moment. It's like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, and, uh -huh. um, it's, He's the one. yeah, this is the one. And uh, the light kind of goes off for him. Well, essentially, this is kind of the same thing that's happening here. It's it's mm -hmm. Jesus is this new David. He's this new king. He's this new chosen one. So it really is kind of linking him to David in this new kingship. Right. So uh, it's important for us to understand that with Epiphany. And it's important for us 
um, as we begin to journey even into this next passage. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking as you were reading that, of course, I'm kind of a face value, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of person not digging deeply. But I do love the fact that God was so clear. And that's just to me, I think it gives us um, kind of a clue as to how God is. I mean, he did not have to send a dove. That was for them. You know, that was for because he was still Jesus was still God, you know, but it was like he gave them that sign. And I think sometimes we beat ourselves up a little bit when we pray, like, God, just give me a sign when we don't know and we really want him to reveal something. We pray for a sign, and um, I know I think sometimes that gets a bad rap, you know, where you have Gideon putting the fleece out and that kind of thing. But I love that when we're sincere and we're sincerely searching, he will reveal himself. And we see that even with the the rainbow, you know, in the sky with the flood story. You know, he did not have to put a rainbow up there, but it was for our security. Sure. It was for our benefit, you know, that when... We were afraid of storm and the lightning and the thunder. Can you imagine like right. way back in Genesis, if you heard thunder, you would be going, oh, my word, the blood's coming. <laughs> but you look up in the sky and you're reminded. That's just sweet. That's just extra. That's just, I don't know. I just, I love that, that he he had a dove to descend in, in light, in land. But that was something that that John the Baptist was like, yes, definitely no. But yep. he went, he didn't have to do that, but he did. Right. Hundred percent, so good. And um, like I said, this is this is very epiphany esque, mm-hmm. very epiphany esque. And um, and so I think it's important for us. Um, you sent me a video of a guy um, that was kind of talking about epiphanies. Mm-hmm. And the big thing um, that I really took away from that is uh, epiphany really leads us to action, or should lead us to action. Right. It's it's great to have that aha moment, but if we do nothing with that aha mm-hmm. moment. Then, then we're really, what is it good for? And so if we don't right. really begin to push it to action, we see that with the Magi, kind of talked about last mm-hmm. week, right? They had this aha moment where they saw this star, this kind of epiphany for them, that, hey, the, the king of the Jews had been born, and they were moved to action. Right. They weren't just kind of sitting on the back and like, oh, that's a great star. Hey, the right. king of the Jews is here, so we're just going to, you know, we're thankful right. that we saw the star, but we're not going to do anything else. No, they were moved to action. Uh, which is really, really cool. And um, this next portion kind of hits on that um, as far as epiphany. And so um, we're going to read through that now. It says, this is verse 35. It says, the next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the lamb of God. Mm. And so the two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. And when Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? That's a great mm, question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I was like right on the tip of my tongue. It's like, if you are searching, if you want to know, he will reveal. And there it is. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? That's right. Yeah. What are you looking for? And I think lots of times, um, Jesus probably asked us the same question today. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? You know, what, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to find? And they said to him, rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? Uh, mm. that's, a, that's a pretty interesting question back, I think. Um, right. I don't know if that would be maybe the question, but maybe I guess that's a great question. Um, so where are you staying? We want to come stay with you, essentially. Uh, he said to them, come and see. Mm. Such a great phrase. I love that. It's such a great phrase. And um, we're going to be talking about it a little bit more. But it says this, come and see. And it says they came and saw mm. where he was staying. And they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. 
And one of the two who heard John speak and followed him, followed Jesus, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the anointed one. And he brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Wow. So much in there. I know, I know, I know. Come and see. What an invitation. Mm-hmm. What an invitation. But he extends that to us. You know, come. And, but, you know, we have to be the one to exercise the faith. They had to put one foot in front of the yeah. other to follow and to go. You, you just wonder if all the voices in their heads were saying, what are you doing? Where mm-hmm. are you going? You know, this is stupid. But yeah. there was something like bigger at work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. And when we're that open to want to know and to want to see, he will, and when we're sincere, he'll mm-hmm. show us himself. On a very deep level, yeah. if we let him. And it's it's so cool of Jesus's response. It's not, hey, you need to go to church and you need to learn all the Bible and you need to think right and you need to make sure that you have all of your affairs in order and you need to make sure that everything is good with you and that you deem yourself respectable to me and that mm-hmm. I, you think you come to a place where you deserve my love and you... That, that wasn't the response. Right. Praise the Lord, right? right. Uh, it's just to simply, hey, come and see. And the disciples, the two disciples go and see, right? And they, right. they see what Jesus is all about. And after they go and see, then they say, you know what? We got to get more people to come see. Right. <laughs> right. We, like, we, can't, we can't keep this to ourselves. That We've right. got to begin to expand this. We've got to begin. And, and they think about their family. And they think right. about, obviously, their friends and different things. Like, come and see we believe that we have, um, but if they would not have taken that action, if Jesus mm. would have said, Hey, come and see. And they were like, ah, you know, I, I got to go fishing tonight to make sure that we make mm-hmm. enough money for our family. To make, I, I got to make sure I take care of this so that we can do, you know, what, what we feel like we're supposed to do. Mm. Um, but they took that first action of, right. Hey, we're going to come and see. Um, we hear John making right. this declaration. We're going to believe uh, what he is saying and we're going to come and see the realities mm. of what Jesus is really all about. Right. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's such a fascinating passage and uh, like we've talked about it before. Um, and, and I like to talk about this passage a lot and it, it really kind of begins to simplify um, our purpose mm-hmm. that I mean, if we, if we take this and we live the life of Jesus as we are living you know, hopefully we're proclaiming with our lives, with our mm-hmm. actions, with our voices, um, we're proclaiming who Jesus is and what he's all about. And as people see that, the hope is that they want what we have. Right. And so they're <laughs> going to come to us and to be able to see it. And the second passage we're going to be reading really kind of talks into that, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit more. And I'm going to let you read that passage. Well, I was just thinking before I jump into that is like when you see Jesus, like when you see Jesus, when he reveals himself and it's clicking and and you encounter Mm -hmm. him, you're never the same. When you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. the living Christ, you're never the same. So, yeah, just going into the next passage um, in verse 40, I mean, Psalm 40, this is one of my favorite passages. Mm -hmm. I I kind of claim this as my testimony. I Mm -hmm. even have my testimony written at the top. 
But um, it says, Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they wouldn't be they would be more than could be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Here I am. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me forever or keep me safe forever. I love this passage. (laughs) Yeah, because that first part, you know, we were talking about in the other passage about being open and seeking God if if you're sincere and you want to know. And you see in verse one, you know, I'm crying. I'm in a pit. I'm in a mess. I am helpless, hopeless, and I am at the bottom of a pit. And he heard my cry. Then he reaches in. It's his work. Mm-hmm. He he reaches in. He sets us on that rock. And then everything else just starts unfolding. Because when you have an encounter mm-hmm. with God, a real encounter, and you see him mm-hmm. for the deliverer and the savior that he is, you can't be quiet. You sing a new song. There's a There's a... A change in your demeanor. There's a spring in your step. Doesn't mean everything in your life is perfect, but when you have an encounter and you experience forgiveness and you experience love and acceptance and belonging, and you, He's inviting you to come see even more of Me, you can't be quiet. That's right. On a deep level, yeah. and as we have this encounter, it's like you said, it's it, the action then has to mm-hmm. roll out of that. And, and that's, that's what the new song is. And, yeah. Well, um, I delight to do your will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your law is within my heart. I delight in what's to, God's will. Right. Love other people. Well, <laughs> you know? Even what's great beyond before that verse six and kind of six, it's saying you don't desire the sacrifices and offerings. It's not about the sacrifice. It's not about the offering. It's not about the burn offering or the sin offering or all of those. That's not what is truly at the heart of what this is all about. Mm. But I am here. Right. I'm in this, the, the scroll of the book. It is written of me. Man, my delight is in the Lord and his law is in my heart. So I, I've had this encounter with God, with, we, I mean, just kind of reading through the lens of Jesus. We have this encounter with Jesus. And as we have this encounter with Jesus, it becomes less and less and less about the rituals. Right. And we tend to make it about the rituals mm-hmm. so many times. Now, once again, hear me, don't hear me say that rituals aren't important or how we go about doing and living the faith together in the community isn't important, but it becomes less and less less about the rituals and becomes more and more about the relationship. And that's really what that is talking about, Mm -hmm. even in the Old Testament. Right. This is the Old Testament. Right. 
And, and that's what it's talking about um, within that is, is our life really begins to become a response to this encounter that we have. Right. Well, it says in verse six, two, you've given me an open ear. Mm-hmm. That's so you can hear him and you can hear those around you. It's not just about doing these, these rituals and mm-hmm. checking things off the list, but mm-hmm. you've given me an open ear yeah. so I can hear you and I can hear the people around me. Mm-hmm. You're not the same. Right. You know? and, and that would have been very foreign back in the day because right. the people who talk to God, who inter- encounter God were always the priest and the people didn't have that opportunity mm-hmm. really to be able to interact with God. And so this is talking about something just kind of totally different wow. than maybe how, you know, they would, they would really potentially, I, I guess, experience God right. because God was always in the Holy of Holies. You know, he was always in the temple. He's always where he's at. And, um, man, this is, this is different. This is truly an experience, right. experience of God. And so that, that makes things different. Yeah. And so he then goes on and he talks and he tells of, of the goodness of God, of the deliverance of, mm-hmm. of all of these things that God has saved his heart. Right. And he's, he's, right. he's moved, he's faithful. Um, his salvation is good. Um, and he, he doesn't conceal anything. And, yeah. and that's the response. I have not concealed your steadfast mm-hmm. love. Because we can't. Once you experience, it's like you you want to experience more, and you want everybody else to. Right. And that reminds me of a new story. Yeah. There's somebody else, and I'm thinking of that we've been talking about that kind of lives has lived this out. Mm. And I think we saw that in the football game. Yeah. Wasn't this last Monday? Was it Monday before that? Monday before that. Yeah. yeah. And um, Demar yeah. Hamlin. Go ahead. <laughs> you can go ahead. You can tell the story better no, 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 than I can. No, I can't. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, unless you're living under a rock, maybe. I mean, if you even I this know this new story, I don't watch TV, but I know about this. No, I'm not saying you live under a rock. You haven't heard of this, but um, but maybe you are. All right, um, so Demar Hamlin uh, is a football player, and mm-hmm. um, it was in a Monday Night Football game. Um, essentially, um, there was a hit that was made on him, right. and. Um, he falls over and uh, essentially passes out and his heart stops. Right. And so um, all the medics and things begin to come on the field. Uh, and right then and there, they are performing CPR on mm-hmm. him on live TV in front of right. everybody. Um, right. This is this is going on. This is going down. And um, they, they do it for a while. And, and eventually he, he does kind of his body does respond and they put him on a stretcher and take him. Um, but then, you know, the game, they, they cancel the game from that point on. They don't, they don't play right. the rest of the game. Um, but it was very fascinating to sit right. uh, and just kind of watch right. as things begin to unfold um, as this tragedy, as the suffering mm-hmm. is, is happening on the field. Uh, it's very interesting to watch what all the other people do. Right. Well, um, even though I know the story, I didn't know who he was for this story. And most people probably had no idea. Yeah, it, but I guess just kind of from the outside looking in, and just kind of just observing from the outside. I don't know him. I don't know his heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about sure. him. But I do know from his pictures, he had the eye black, the crosses mm-hmm. on his face, right. which is a testimony mm-hmm. that. I am a believer in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, because you can be religious in a lot of things, but the cross is a symbol for the sure. one true God mm-hmm. for Jesus. So I'm assuming, mm-hmm. you know, he has had this kind of an encounter that he would even mark his face to be identified right. in a, um, I guess I don't want to say we're a pagan society, but it's, right, right, you know, right. it's the NFL. I mean, come right, on. Right. So he's, he's ready to go out into that very public arena mm-hmm. 
identified as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that just warms my heart, sure. you know, that he had that kind of a testimony. But when he was down, what happened? Yeah. So uh, when when he was down and he was you know, having CPR and all that, um, everyone began to get together together and they kneeled on their knees and mm-hmm. they began to pray. Right. Which to, is, God. to God. Right. To God. Um, and it, it didn't escape anybody. Um, I imagine there was probably some people who don't believe in God mm-hmm. who um, were getting together with other people and they got down and they began to pray, uh, obviously for healing, obviously right. for comfort, for peace. They may have been praying for his family praying for the doctors kind of during that right. moment. It's, it's a very fascinating reality mm-hmm. within it all that um, you have this one who, who from his outward appearances is a believer. Like you said, he, we, we, we can't, we don't know his heart. It's <laughs> um, not really our job, job to judge his heart. That's God's job. Um, but he has chosen to make this outward appearance. Um, and so he, um, and we're going to be talking here in a minute. Obviously he's a very giving and generous mm-hmm. guy. We're going to talk about that shortly. Um, kind of that response. Um, but yeah, it, people responded to the suffering right. that he was going through um, with prayer, but, but in the prayer, there's, there's something that pro- was happening mm-hmm. and they probably didn't even realize that they were ha- that it was happening right. as, as they were essentially entering into the suffering right. with DeMar, that he right. was experiencing the suffering really on a far, far deeper level. But if you go back and begin to look at the pictures and mm-hmm. of the f- other players that were just kind of standing around or there's something on their face that mm-hmm. as this Damar is experiencing what he's experiencing in the, in this moment, there is an entering into of the suffering mm-hmm. kind of that Damar is experiencing as well. And when people begin to enter into that suffering, um, one of the only things that most people really know how to do is to cry out to God. Right. And, mm-hmm. and essentially that's what happened. It's because we're helpless. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that field was helpless. And you had, right. you know, one or two people, you know, or a team of doctors or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that were, they administered CPR. Right. But other than that, if you were on the side, you could do nothing, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. And when we get, that's not a bad place to be. Right. And, you know, you're in a place that you feel like your back is against the wall mm-hmm. and you've lost everything and you have nowhere to look but up. That's right probably a pretty good place. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what happened. People, they started praying and even on ESPN, um, and what a bold, we're we're talking about TV here, (laughs) you know, ESPN, but yeah, a a prayer to Mm -hmm. God, um, was offered. Right. There was a newscaster and, um, you know, he, he simply just stated, he said, um, the bills are telling us we need to pray for tomorrow. Um, his family, is telling Demar's family is saying, "Hey, we need to pray for Demar." And um, he said, "You know, I just I feel like right now what I need to do is we need to pray right now." Mm-hmm. And we're gonna come and close my eyes. He said, "I believe in the power of prayer. That p- prayer is a powerful thing." And so I'm gonna close my eyes and pray right now for Demar. And um, and so essentially <laughs> production almost just kind of comes to a screeching right. halt. And he doesn't pray long, but he just prays this very simplistic kind of prayer for Damar. Um, and a lot of people heard it. Right. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people were watching. And and I, I I was trying to just do some research to see was there any negative, you know, people like, oh, man, I can't believe we did that. You're not supposed to right. do that. And I've seen no negative, nothing negative wow. about that, that that had happened uh, on air, on ESPN, 
ESPN's owned by Disney. You know, like, I mean, right. there's just, there's just, it's, but there's been no negative perception to that. Uh, once again, because it's, people can empathize. Right. They, they enter into kind of to that suffering. They enter right. into that life. They, they understand. Like I said, I, we don't know DeMar, but um, the fact that he was such a generous guy, I think, mm-hmm. probably played, I think, in, into some, some things. And um, you can talk well, a little bit about generosity. Mar- yeah. yeah, that's a mark of true Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. if, if you are a true believer, a true follower, you're generous. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, with finances or yeah. with your time. I and mean, there's a lot of different ways you can be generous. But generosity mm-hmm. is kind of one of the you know, the, the no brainers. If you are in Christ, you give on Mm -hmm. some level in some way. And so he had that going on already. He already had a, a, you know, I don't know if you call it a ministry or a, what do you call it? Just so I I looked online and it just, it just simply described his toy thing as a community toy drive. He's just trying to to get community uh, toys for his community. Um, and uh, to be able to spread, I guess the love, um, and and some of those things. Right. And, um, so his, I think his his original goal was he's got a foundation and they were trying Mm -hmm. to raise, I think $2,500 to be able to buy toys, um, for his community, kids who needed toys. And uh, obviously this happens and words begins to get out. And um, the last that I saw, um, there's now $8.6 million wow. has been donated. <laughs> I wonder um, if he knows. He's out of the hospital. I wonder if he, he knows. I'm sure he does. Now, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I did see a quote. I think it was a tweet, actually. Um, but he said, putting love into the world comes back three times as much and, you know, that's why I think he's referring to that. Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's, that's kind of the biblical principle where you look yeah. in Corinthians about the seed. You know, mm-hmm. you sow seed and God's going to replenish that seed. Whatever you give away, he's mm-hmm. going to give back. So I didn't love that, yep. you know, he is yep. giving these Christian principles. He's not afraid to, mm-hmm. to testify, you know, of of his faith. And giving goes so much more than just money, too. Yeah, Just thinking about our practical lives. You right. know, we may not be in positions where, you know, something happens to us and people are going to be like, oh, I want to donate to their charity or foundation or whatever. Um, But giving goes so far. Mm -hmm. And just kind of thinking back to come and see, Mm -hmm. come and see. Um, You know, as we go through life, there's, we're always portraying the message of Jesus. At least we hopefully Mm -hmm. should always be portraying the message of Jesus and the question then becomes is what, what kind of message are we really portraying? And are we really living this love? Are we sowing this love? Are we sowing this generosity? Are we sowing the the truth of who Jesus really, really is? And, and once again, not in a way that berates people that, um, but when people get to their lowest of lows, there's, there's generally two things that might happen. Um, I, most of the time people turn to God. Right. They turn to God. Um, mm-hmm. they, they pray to God. And then more often than not, they try to find other people that they can turn to mm-hmm. who may not have all the answers. Right. But they know that there's some type of connection potentially that right. they see something in their lives that when things happen that they're not, you know, they, they don't just throw in the book. They don't throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's, there's, they live for something more. And, you know, for us, I, I think that that's important for us to be able to realize. And those will create those moments maybe where Jesus, just as Jesus said, hey, come and see. I mean, mm-hmm. those could be opportunities for us to be able to, right. as people are suffering, as people are hurting, as people are going through hard times, creates opportunities for us to be able to say, hey, come and see. Right. 
And we see that same line. If you continue, I know we'll probably get to the story, but even at the woman at the well, you know, where she's like, come and see, you know, he knew everything about me, but that's the way we should live is come and see, come and see my Jesus, the one that delivered me, the one that saved me, the one that has cleaned my life up. And, you know, he wants to do that for everyone. That's right. And And there's, like I said, he's, he just wants you to come. There's no preconceived notions. There's no, hey, clean it up and don't make sure you're not doing anything bad. Then you can come and see Jesus. No, it's, yeah. it's just simply. Like Zacchaeus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm coming to your house, yep, you just, know. It's, yeah. Just come and see. And we see it in the other disciples who go and share. And the call for us is to go and share. And mm-hmm. we do that once again through our love and our generosity. We do it through what we say. I said, not that we're trying to berate people, not that we're trying right. to beat people with the Bible. We just say, want them to experience the right. goodness of God. Right. You know, and as we've had this epiphany in our life, as we realize that Jesus, he once told us to come and see, but he is the Messiah. He is the savior of the world. As we have this epiphany and we live life differently, how we live our life becomes a testament and people who may be different than us, they don't believe like we do. They don't think like we do. Um, when they're in the hardest of hardest of places and they're, they want someone that they can talk to, mm. they're going to remember that you love them, that you're there for them. Right. And when times get hard and tough, they're going to come. Um, I remember this, I heard an evangelist talking one time. He lived in this neighborhood. It was a pretty, not maybe well to do, but you know, it was just kind of a common neighborhood. Um, and there was a homosexual couple that moved in and everybody just gave him a hard time, but he chose not to give him a hard time, but he chose to show them love. And, um, you know, they would invite him over for dinner and they'd have dinners together and stuff. Um, well, one of, one of the person in this married couple, um, found out that they had cancer. Wow. Who do you think they went to first? Mm, It was this evangelist. It was this evangelist who had showed them love, had showed them grace, had showed them mercy, um, treated them like neighbors, like they were a community together. And when the hard time came, there was opportunity to truly be the eyes and ears of Jesus, to mm-hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus to people. And they were able to not tear them down and say, oh, that's your lifestyle. But they were able to journey with them and kind of enter into that suffering with them. Right. And um, there, there's something about that that changes life, not because of who we are, but right. it's, we serve this, this Jesus who came to earth and he right. suffered, you know, he suffered and he invites us to be able to do that with other people, but that's hard. It's difficult. It it's not easy. It takes time, energy, effort, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. Right. I tell you, when you're talking about love, I mean, I'm thinking of the scripture says that it's the love that draws people to the cross. I mean, it is love. And if we could ever you know, it is a process, yeah. you know, I, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not always loving all the time, you but don't have it figured out. I, gotta figure <laughs> out. I want to love, I, I do, I do, I do, yes. because, and, and I, that's when you were saying something earlier, I was thinking about even when we come and see Jesus and he does those things, that's not enough. I mean, he will continue, we'll continue to have epiphanies. We'll continue mm-hmm. to understand and see more and more. We'll grow. Right. We'll, we'll see more and more in Jesus. And, as that happens, we become more and more like him. Mm-hmm. And that's my prayer. This I want to be more and more like him. That is holiness, is Christ likeness. And that's where we learn to love like that with no strings attached. You know, we let him be judge and we be, you know, the one that's loving. And that's right. it's hard, you know, but it it's work, but it's 
positioning ourselves to be in his presence, to be in his word, to be listening and to be allowing him to reveal more and more of himself. And as we do that as individuals, it is going to pour out in our testimony. It's going to pour out how we treat people. When we receive his love, it's going to come out. That's right. I was just kidding about having it all. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> I you. I know you uh, I'm going, I'm jealous. He yeah. It. <laughs> but we have to be in our community too. Yeah. If, if we're going to be able to share Jesus on this kind of level and tell people to come and see, if we're just around like-minded people and people who call themselves Christians and, and we don't need to go tell anybody, come and see, right? But it's mm-hmm. it's going to be about being in our community, loving our neighbors, loving the people that are around us, loving the person in front of us. That as we do that, then we have we will have many more opportunities mm-hmm. to be able to tell them, hey, come and see. And sometimes it's the people that are closest to right. us. Mm-hmm. So don't, um, and this is just even for my own self, just a reminder of don't give up on the people right. that you love the most that seem like they don't want anything to do with Jesus. They've heard it before and, you know, they're turned off and don't give up. Just keep living Jesus in front of them and keep inviting, you know, come and see, you know, with your life, with your words, whatever it takes, but don't give up because Jesus loves, you know, your family members and, you know, these people that, that you're so concerned about and I'm so concerned about. He loves them so much more than we ever could because his love is perfect. His love is constant. It's not conditional. And just continually um, just give those people to, to the Lord and keep being that light. Keep being that salt and don't give up. Well, thank you so much for listening to Growing Hope, Living Faith. We would love to hear from you. We do have email. Um, You can email us at growinghopelivingfaith at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can check us out on our Facebook page, which Mm -hmm. is Growing Hope, Living Faith Podcast. And uh, check us out there. We'll have a lot more information uh, on there. And you can definitely follow us there to make sure that you're staying up to date on all of our podcast episodes. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Grace and peace. Bye-bye.